In nomine Patris, Filii, Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Grant us peace, O Lord, in our days, for there is no other who will fight for us, save but you, our God. Recently, I did an episode on the sacrament of penance or confession. One of the important parts of confession is examining your conscience. And so that is what we're going to cover in this episode. Let's take a look at what the Baltimore Catechism number 4 has to say. What must we do to receive the sacrament of penance worthily? To receive the sacrament of penance worthily, we must do five things. Number one, we must examine our conscience. Number two, we must have sorrow for our sins. Number three, we must make a firm resolution never to more to offend God. Number four, we must confess our sins to the priest. And number five, we must accept the penance which the priest gives us. So today we're going to look at the first one, which is examination of conscience. Let's see what the book My Catholic Faith has to say about this. What is an examination of conscience? An examination of conscience is a sincere effort to call to mind all the sins we have committed since our last worthy confession. Before our examination of conscience, we should ask God's help to know our sins and to to confess them with sincere sorrow. Without His grace, we can neither know our sins nor feel sorrow for them. As I live, saith the Lord God, I desire not the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Exodus 33.11 The examination of conscience is important, for by it we learn to know ourselves, and so find means of improvement. How many men there are who know innumerable things about nature, science, literature, and law, and yet have never even peered into their own souls? Self-knowledge is a gift of God that we implore in prayer. If we have self-knowledge, we shall be sure of avoiding the self-complacency that is the obstacle to a sincere examination of conscience. How can we make a good examination of conscience? We can make a good examination of conscience by calling to mind the commandments of God and of the Church and the particular duties of our state of life and by asking ourselves how we may have sinned with regard to them. We should make as careful an examination as if we were on our deathbed, considering in what way we have sinned in thought, desire, word, deed, or omission. We must recall how often we have committed mortal sins. I will meditate on thy commandments, and I will consider thy ways. Psalm 118.15 We need not be too anxious about examining ourselves on venial sins, as it is not necessary to confess them, but it is better to do so in order to amend ourselves and obtain greater graces. In our examination of conscience, let us beware, lest in searching out small sins we may cover the large ones. Let us not imitate the Pharisees, to whom our Lord said, Blind guides who strain out the gnat but swallow the camel. In our examination, we should recall all the circumstances that might change the nature of the sins we wish to confess. For example, if a man has stolen a ciborium from the church, it is not enough for him to confess, I stole. 
Stealing sacred vessels besides being theft is moreover sacrilege. We should determine exactly what we are going to confess and how we are going to express it, avoiding random talk. When is the examination of conscience careless? The examination of conscience is careless when we make it too hastily and thus fail to remember all our sins. Some careless people rush into the confessional after one or two minutes' preparation. They seem to make confession a mere stopover between two points of outside interest. We receive greater graces from confession the better we know ourselves, our sins, our weaknesses, and the greater is our contrition and the stronger our purpose of amendment. These important dispositions cannot be affected by a hasty examination. One who omits confessing a mortal sin through deliberate carelessness in examination does not make a good confession. A good rule is to prepare for each confession as if it were to be the last we shall make in this life. The chief reason for our falling into the same sins time and again is our want of earnest preparation for confession and the resulting lack of conviction of the need of amendment. When is the examination of conscience too scrupulous? The examination of conscience is too scrupulous when we make ourselves miserable by minute and prolonged examination, fearing that we may not do it well. Some scrupulous persons spend a half hour or more examining themselves with the minutest detail for a weekly confession. This is too long. A good examination for a weekly confession can be made in five minutes and for a monthly confession in ten or fifteen minutes, especially if one has not neglected to make his daily examination of conscience. Our Lord certainly did not institute confession to be a means of torture, but a means of forgiveness and relief. In preparing for confession, many give too much time to the examination of conscience and too little to exciting true sorrow for the sins. It is unnecessary to count the exact number of our temptations and distraction or distractions. It is unnecessary to worry over what we cannot remember. What scrupulous persons need is good common sense. A good rule is to examine our conscience every evening, spending a few moments looking over the day's actions. Then when the time comes for confession, we have only to recall the sins our nightly examination revealed to us. A good examination of conscience is an insurance of a good confession. We can neither confess nor feel sorry for what we do not recall. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. 1 John 1.8 Now let's take a look at Rev. Francis Spirago's The Catechism Explained and what it has to say about the examination of conscience. We must make as careful a scrutiny as if we were immediately to appear before the judgment seat of God. If our examination is insufficient, the sacrament of penance may conduce to our damnation rather than to our salvation. Yet we must not be over-anxious as some scrupulous persons are, for God does not require from us what is out of our power. The examination of conscience is most important, for by it we learn to know ourselves and this is the beginning of all improvement. One can no more acknowledge and overcome a fault of which one is not aware than one can cure a malady of the existence of which one is ignorant. 
Most men are wanting in self-knowledge. There are many who search in the, into the secrets of nature, who observe the course of the stars and the laws of motion, but who know nothing about themselves and never look into their own heart. They are to be commiserated despite their learning and their fame because they pay no heed to their most glaring faults. The Creator has placed a book in the hands of every man, his conscience. Study this book diligently, for of all your library, it is the only one which you can take with you into eternity. Self-knowledge leads to the knowledge of God. Before examination of conscience, let us invoke the aid of the Holy Spirit that he may enlighten us. We can find a thing that is in a dark room much more quickly if we bring a light with us, and it is the same when we search out our sins. When the sun shines into a room, we notice a thousand motes, which were unobservable before. So the soul, when illuminated by the Spirit of God, sees the slightest imperfections. Self-knowledge is a gift of God, which we can obtain by prayer alone. The eye sees everything but itself. It is the same with our spiritual sight. It is quick in discerning the faults of others and slow to see its own. It is well to examine one's conscience in solitude, for there the Holy Spirit speaks to the heart. When examining our conscience, we must put aside self-love and earnestly endeavor to acquaint ourselves with our faults. Many sick people will not allow that there is anything serious the matter with them, and sinners often do the same. This arises from self-love and self-complacency on account of the advantages they imagine themselves to possess, both natural and acquired. Some even count their faults as virtues. They think arrogance to be manliness, deceitfulness to be prudence, etc. Like some mothers who are so infatuated about their children that they think all their faults to be praiseworthy qualities. In examining his conscience, let a man look on himself as his own enemy. Enemies have a sharp eye for another's failings. In examining our conscience, it is well to go through the Ten Commandments, the precepts of the Church, and the deadly sins. Children may ask themselves, Have I forgotten my prayers or been inattentive at them? Have I uttered the name of God or spoken of holy things irreverently? Or said any bad words? Have I done servile works on Sundays or holy days of obligation? Have I missed hearing Mass or behaved badly in church or eaten meat on Fridays? Have I been rude or disobedient to my parents? Have I been unkind to others, struck them, or led them to do wrong, provoking them to anger? Have I indulged any thought or spoken any words or done any deeds of impurity? Have I ever taken what was not mine, and if so, given it back to the owner? Have I injured or deceived anyone? Have I told a falsehood, accused anyone wrongly, abused anyone, or told of his faults? Have I coveted another person's goods, or been proud, given way to anger or greediness, or been idle at school or at work? In regard to mortal sins, we must remember how often we have been guilty of them. All the mortal sins of which the penitent is conscious after a diligent examination of himself must needs be enumerated in confession. This is the teaching of the Council of Trent. If the exact number of times cannot be remembered, the approximate number must at least be stated. 
It is not necessary, though it is advisable, to examine oneself in regard to venial sins. Venial sins, though rightly and profitably declared in confession, may be omitted without guilt. This is also the teaching of the Council of Trent. The most unusual defect in the examination of conscience is that the penitent keeps back certain shameful sins and is careful to search out slighter ones. Such persons are like the Pharisees who strain out the net and swallow the camel. Hence it is that many do not benefit at all from frequent confession. How many apparently pious people will take their sins with them to eternity? We must also consider whether there are circumstances which alter or aggravate the sin we confess. All those circumstances which change the quality and nature of the sin are to be explained in confession. This is the teaching of the Council of Trent. For instance, if a man has taken another's goods by violence, it is not enough to say, I stole, for robbery with violence and theft are two different sins. If anything was stolen in a church, this must also be mentioned. We ought to examine our conscience every evening in order to render our examination easier before confession. If a man will not do the necessary repairs of his house as they are wanted, it will become dilapidated and require through thorough renovation. So it is with the soul. If its condition is not continually seen to and amended, if a master looks through his steward's account daily, they will not get into disorder, and we must do the same with our conscience if we would keep it right. Daily examination is very profitable. It guards us from falling into mortal sin. If a merchant makes up his deb debit and credit account every day, he is not liable to get deeply into debt. Daily examination keeps our conscience pure and conduces to moral perfection. St. Ignatius asserts it is more important than prayer. If a king knew that his enemies were concealed in a certain quarter of his dominions, he would assuredly search out their hiding place and frustrate their schemes. You have foes within you, your unruly passions. Search them out daily and vanquish them with the sword of sorrow. It is not enough merely to gain a knowledge of our faults. We ought earnestly to deplore them and endeavor to overcome them by good resolutions. So, as you may have noticed from these readings, it is important to make a daily examination of conscience. Therefore, when you go to confession, it will make your examination all the easier because you only have to remember what you have examined already. Some people recommend doing multiple daily examines. So perhaps at the noon hour, maybe before lunch or after lunch, you take five minutes to just examine your day then. And then later in the day, perhaps around bedtime or shortly before that, you take maybe 10 minutes or so and examine your conscience then. Another practice which I have found helpful is, in addition to examining your sins, is to consider the things of the day that you might find gratitude for, you can thank God for. That is something that I think at least I don't do enough of. And while it shouldn't take the place of examining your sins, I think it is a good practice to be in the habit of. So in addition to do examining your conscience for things that you failed to do or things that you've done wrong, you can examine your day and think about the many blessings 
that God has given you. Another thing you may have noticed is that in order to make a good examination of conscience, we need to know what the commandments are. We need to know what the seven deadly sins are. We need to know what the precepts of the church are. It helps to know what the Beatitudes are, things like that. So that is what I will be covering in future episodes. For the time being, you can often find an examination of conscience in your missal or different prayer books. I will share a link to a good examination of conscience in the show notes. Um, But I think that regardless, we should always be learning about our faith And the more that we understand the commandments, the deadly sins, the virtues, the beatitudes, the precepts of the church, the more we meditate on these things and get to know them and understand them more deeply, the more precise our examination of conscience can be. And that can be a great benefit to you. Of course, God doesn't expect us to do more than we're able to at this moment, so Whatever knowledge you have currently, use that to make the best examination of conscience that you're able to in the time that you have. And as you heard, the examination doesn't need to be particularly long. Maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes at the most per day. And if you're taking much longer than that, then that probably need means that you are being overly scrupulous um, or... Perhaps you just need to get a good list that can help you in examining your conscience. So look forward to some future episodes on the Ten Commandments, on the Seven Deadly Sins and the Seven Virtues, the Precepts of the Church, the Beatitudes, and many other things that we will look to memorize and gain a deeper knowledge of what those things are so that we can better examine our conscience. And if you don't already, commit to taking 5 to 10 minutes a day at the end of the day or perhaps split up in the middle of the day and at the end of the day. It will certainly help you to make a better examination before confession and receive more graces when you do so. In nomine Patris et Filii Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Amen.